Friday afternoon. Uh, I am in the studio, aka the 2003 Honda Civic that I use for a studio. Uh, and I am going to call my dude Jared DeAnda, uh, who is the Formula Drift announcer. And uh, he also announced Grid Life stuff. And he hangs out with us at Speed Ring and does a bunch of announcements and uh, commentary. And he's uh, just started a new podcast. So we're going to call Jared up. Ring, ring. Come on, Jared. How's my phone work? I don't even know how to work my phone. All the myths about me are true. This is Jared Dienda's answering service. Leave a message after the beep. Oh beep. man, we got. <laughs> oh no, it's <laughs> it's the machine. Shit. Uh, hang on, this actually sounds like Jared's breathing. Jared, are you there? This is digital breathing, brought to you by Jared Dienda's answering service. Jared's too bored. Jared's so bored that he's recording a podcast with me now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm honored. I'm stoked. You hit me up, and you're like. Hey, man, your podcast sounds good. Let's finally get you on my podcast because you're doing something relevant. <laughs> well, you're always doing something relevant, but, like, <laughs> every time I'm near you, we're we're working 12-hour days at an event, and then everybody just wants to party with the Formula Drift guys or, like, go back to that weird hotel in uh, in Detroit. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. I love yeah, that hotel. Go get, <laughs> yeah, go get burgers, go get some beer, go hang out and decompress. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we see each other a couple times a year. You've been to uh, Grid Life South, Grid Life Midwest. Were you at fest? Were you at festival in at, at uh, Colorado? Or I, no? I was at Alpine Horizon Festival. That's right, you were Colorado, there. I, yeah. I was hanging out with you at three a.m. in the arcade. That's right. Now I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It was it was all a blur. I came in. I took a red eye from California and got in like Saturday morning for like the main festivities right. and it was, it was pretty epic Yeah, the, for a first year festival. That was a fun one, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of bonkers. It was like what it, it's kind of having the moment, a grid, grid life South in Atlanta coming to the top of the Hill where the, the main stages, I kind of had a, Holy cow. Like this is nuts. This event is bananas. And being at Alpine horizon fest for the first year, it has that kind of, man, this is going to be something. I mean, just when the stars align of like the creativity of the grid life team and then the, and the camaraderie and the community type atmosphere of Bob and Pikes Peak International Raceway, yeah. that's just, you know, it's like Oprah, dude, success happens, man. When you, when you got an idea and you got an opening and an opportunity and it just comes together and it's, it's the secret, man. It's, it's, it's the recipe, right? I know we're all real excited about that event. Uh, hopefully like the coronavirus doesn't make that event uh, less of an event this year, but like, I think in in three man my cell phone I forgot to turn off the do not forgot to do do not disturb and people are texting me, um, the, yeah we're we're recording this one. I remember my first podcast. Like <laughs> we're recording. We're doing this one kind of old school. I'm uh, I just have you on uh, on speakerphone to to knock it out quick. So um, I like it. But uh, yeah, I think that event is going to be really good in two or three years, man. It's going to be so. It was already a big event, um, but that tra- that track is like it's there's there's no track. In the country that's just like all right what do you want to do that sounds right. great that sounds great let's do that <laughs> yeah no the, the the skid pad type mentality and then the oval that held you know an indycar race and right. then the and then the dirt roads aspect you know like the there's so the many guys from life the, the guys yeah. from life and alpha bringing out their cars and that whole thing. i mean that's just sick dude it, it's perfect yeah. uh, sierra cars i said alpha sierra cars is what i meant yeah close on I, I know what you t- i was picturing the cars so i know what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> alpha alpha bravo sierra charlie yeah whatever yeah and, and the uh and then the dirt road course uh, which 
which we're going to use more and more towards rally stuff. I think that's going to be a super cool element this year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the stars align and Rally Ready Dave from from uh, Texas can bring out some yeah. uh, some cool stuff. So, yeah, I did a I did a podcast with Bucky, and um, <clears throat> it's coming out pretty soon, or maybe by the time you hear this, it'll be out. But uh, Bucky and I guess uh, Rally Ready Dave, they're just like bromance that they they love each other and they they did you see what they did up in the ice up in maine at, up at like forest duplessis up in up in the snow and they put studded tires on those things and ripped them around i i didn't see anything no but i know what oh, you can yeah. do in the snow and on the ice and on the lakes it's the coolest man ice like oh, yeah. snow plus rally cars is like better than regular rally cars mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so speaking of your podcast you have a new podcast uh, yeah, man. Uh, I I think I think I talked to you about a year ago about podcasts, and you were like, "What do you What do you use?" And so I told you what to do, uh, what we do at least, and and you finally got one out. And and your first two shows are so much better than our first three hundred and twenty five shows. <laughs> no, you've got I mean, uh, you got Turk, and then you got Ken Block, like the biggest motorsports guest uh, aside from like an F one racer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying. I'm working on Daniel Ricardo. I'm working on getting Daniel actually, because obviously we have some mutual friends. I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, it's it's just one of those things where the stars align, and yeah, I mean, you know, you got to look at the silver lining of everything, and and something like this damn coronavirus. I've I've, I'm actually just cranked it on an extra right now. Um, Just that's the immunity thing, right? Right. That's that's, how you do it. Yeah, it's yeah, not where it started, straight. it's where it ends, man. It ends with the big. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, just paralysis by analysis, essentially, and I hate that saying, and I, I'm not proud that that happened, but basically I just didn't have time and didn't have the, the, the kind of wherewithal to do it, and finally the stars aligned, and I got some assistance from yourself included and, and, and a lot of different people. So I'm super stoked um, that, that, it all, that it all came together and, and the equipment's there and I've got nothing but a uh, positive feedback and even asking, you know, after, you know, how it goes, like you just said, said, Hey, you want to do a podcast? So reach out to Ken block, for instance. And I sent a text to some friends, but Ken in particular, he's very detail oriented. Not right. saying that Ryan Turk or Bucky Lassick and my other future guests are not, but um, Ken is very particular about things. So I asked him and he just, you know, recommended maybe, uh, giving some sort of <laughs> like outline, which is, which is good. But at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, I, I don't really work well like that. No, I kind of just like, right. Just going divert, diverting another area. Oh, shiny thing. Oh yeah. What about that? Yeah, and squirrel. My wife keeps telling me, stop ants asking two questions at a time. Just ask one and okay. then wait and then ask the other one. And I jam pack like five questions into one. I'm like, so what's your favorite color? Why is that? Who is your, what's your mother's maiden name? What's your blood type? <laughs> you know? Well, you, that, that stuff comes with uh, like, uh, I mean, I've done 300 shows and I'm probably not as good of an interviewer as you on your second show. So you, you've got oh, some talking on. experience though. Like you got, uh, uh, you're, you're used to, you're used to the back and forth, uh, formula drift announcing and announcing everything else that you've done. I mean, that stuff does, uh, some of the natural conversation skills. I mean, you got that and it's, uh, and, and it's, uh, I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited to listen to more of them. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And and again, it's just having having all these this great arsenal of, of friends, and that's what it is. So yeah. to us to have a casual conversation, you know, if it's Ken and I, because I've known Ken since '03, something like that. Um, prior to him even rally racing, you know, when he was still at DC Shoes, um, I got Ken Block to sponsor. Uh, I got DC Shoes to sponsor Gumball 2000 when I worked for Gumball 2000, and 
that's how we met back in the day. I knew I knew him prior um, through different people here and there, but that's how we kind of first started doing business together. And that's where him and Scotto actually met. So right. Brian Scotto, who runs Hoonigan, essentially, um, that's they they met prior, but then that's when they really gelled was on the 2005 Gumball 3000, and that was uh, kind of the rest is history from there. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah, just again, <laughs> so the, everything the, cool the is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's thank you yeah cool yeah that's the title that. that's the title of this jared dienda everything cool is his fault yeah sweet <laughs> no, no and you, um, you've been around for a long time and you've done some you've had the opportunities yeah. to do some really cool stuff i mean you uh you saw formula drifts first events and mm-hmm. uh, and, and like uh, it's it's a it's been a wild ride. So uh, before before we get into like your history real quick, uh, what's the name of your podcast and where do people find it? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, it's called because everybody enjoys Roadrunners. Yeah, what's and the, it's what a, the, what's it's the a, acronym it, of that spell? It's an acronym. Beer with Jared Dienda. <laughs> I, I, I do I do kind of like the breakdown of that acronym. I don't know where you got it, but it, it does seem to make like some weird sense. For you. Yeah, the way the way it kind of coagulated was I just wanted something kind of catchy, kind of wanted a mascot. So I thought of Roadrunners, and then I was thinking of different acronyms and, you know, things that are hashtags or whatever. So beer is obviously something I'm, I'm stoked on. So I was like, oh, oh, we got this. So I just kind of spitballed it. And then uh, my buddy Polsky, he's a tattooer. He's actually deaf. He's a really talented artist. He did the artwork. So you kind of get it with the, you know, it's not literally running the – it's not the animal it's it's just a metaphor for traveling and doing life and and roadrunners i was thinking about the other day and it's like because everybody enjoys roadrunners but except snakes so and i really don't like snakes so metaphorically speaking it keeps on working snakes in the grass right you gotta you gotta trim the grass <laughs> to find the snake so and usually you see when you see roadrunner have you ever seen a roadrunner in real life i have, have not seen one? but i've seen the cartoon and the roadrunner totally is way radder than the coyotes so Right. Yeah, yeah totally. Me, yeah. and he just pieces out. And but so when fast. you see them in real life, they're they're just they're kind of these interesting animals. They're a little sketchy, but they're fast and they're they're always like hunting and they're 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 a trip, man. So yeah, so beer uh, beer with Jared Dienda because everybody enjoys Roadrunners and it can be found on pretty much all platforms um, between Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, somebody told me today it was on one that's available through Sonos and like. Yeah. Pocket cast and yeah, so I it, like that's yeah, news to on, me. I'm, I'm, if it's on yeah. Apple, it pulls from like it pulls to almost everything else. So, so uh-huh. you're, yeah, you're good. You're good everywhere, man. Yeah, you can find. I found you on Stitcher and I found you on Google Podcasts. So you're you're on both Perfect. of those places. So see that um, little little do I know that I got some great help and a shout out to um, Jim Beaver. Actually, he helped me on the back end stuff and he hosts a podcast called Down and Dirty. Um, with like action sports and bunch bunch of other motorsports, but he gave me some back end help, which that sounded really bad. I had to turn and cough when he did it, but yeah. <laughs> the moon River. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moon River. <laughs> Man, I want to watch Fletch now. <laughs> right, you got some time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do have a little bit of time. I've been I've been working my butt off with this uh, the last week. We sold a bunch of sneeze guards, which is a thing I didn't expect to do. But uh, now I'm I guess I'm like the Chicago Southland area fabricator of high end sneeze guards for motels and hotels. <laughs> so. Adam Jabay, the yeah. sneeze guard king of the Midwest area. That's right. Yeah, we're we're lacking our uh, our sausage king of Chicago, Abe Schmucker, uh, right now. Yep. 
but uh, he's making gumbo for his wife uh, to eat oh. tonight, so he's got to finish that up. He said, "Just, just get it knocked out. Do it simple with the with the." Uh, just the other day, I hadn't done one on speakerphone uh, with the microphone in a while, but we did one with the manager of uh, of Corvette Museum, the racetrack, Matt Busby. <laughs> And because we just canceled our Corvette Museum date for grid life because of coronavirus. So so we like knocked out a quick podcast and I thought like, wow, this actually sounds pretty good. Uh, so I'm just going to do the Jared one this way. So. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. I'm, I'm lo-fi when it comes to these things, you know. Yeah, I'm, I wanted, I'm cool with it. I wanted you to record your own, but that's probably a pain in your ass. So. Yeah, I was just watching L.A. Originals on Netflix and, and we have a Zoom call at four. Um, with some friends we've been doing these themed zoom calls so last weekend it was lowbrow american so it was like twinkies kid rock like <laughs> uh, hot dogs right so we dress up and we have a zoom hangout with our friends in, in new york my buddy jeremy bay has a shop called 1945 speed and custom he actually won trog in his uh in his uh, hot rod that he raced uh, the race of gentlemen but anyways so the race of gentlemen um, is one of those cool things that if you haven't heard of it like you should look it up uh, oh yeah, that, yeah thing, that, is, that is a cool event, man. It's 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 one it's it's one of those it's kind of um it's kind of like Goodwood Revival, um, but it's very American. So it's it's Ren Fair meets Hot Rods. <laughs> so you ideally want to like dress up and look the part, right, like Goodwood right. Revival, because Goodwood Festival of Speed is the British event, but Goodwood Revival is also the British event, I should say. But you, you're supposed to, you're intended to dress up. So the girls, there's a flag girl, it's on the beach. So Trog is a rad event for sure. Uh, my buddy Mel started it with another guy. He sold the the other partner sold to another buddy Bobby Green, but then Bobby sold it back to them. But Mel's kind of the curator of all that he's been hanging out with jason momoa doing some stuff um did you see the fro did you see the frozen few where the motorcycle harley dudes raced on ice as well uh, yeah in jersey I, I did see that yeah yeah so that's that's mel he kind of puts those things together between sin and uh, uh and momoa and all these other cats that are just crazy on some vintage harleys that's a pretty dope thing that they did there too yeah. and that was like invite only yeah yeah man jared knows everybody i love that that's so cool <laughs> It's like it's like uh, everybody's like six degrees of separation, but like I know Jared, so it's like one degree of separation. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll eventually get there, right? And and that's and that's uh, you know I don't want to dwell or talk too much about it, but the coronavirus it really puts things into perspective on what's right. important, who's important, what's going on, how you're handling you know your own unit, your family, right? And um, and and what's important, man? And so. You know, uh, this has been a good opportunity and good opportunity for you and I to talk, right? Just yeah. even such as this. But you're not on an airplane you know, right now. You would be no. on an airplane. You'd be like, uh, I'd be in Long Beach. I would be in Long Beach. Formula Drift Long Beach was yeah. supposed to happen this weekend. So, um, not to put a timestamp on your podcast that you're recording this because I don't know when you're going to drop it. But uh, Tuesday. Um, I was Tuesday. okay. All right, okay. So Tuesday is coming out Tuesday. So <laughs> yep. this would be man. We saw the winner of round one, Formula Drift Long Beach, the streets of Long Beach, yeah. and then next yeah, weekend a... is. Next would have been is the Grand Prix of Long Beach. Yeah, would have been, could have been, uh, but now, uh, how 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 far in advance do they build that track out for Long Beach? Do you know they're probably taking it uh, down? Uh, but uh, yeah, it's um they start putting up brick uh, along the streets months ago, yeah. two months ago. Yeah, that, so there's probably crews right now that are finishing up taking it apart. It hasn't even happened yet, but yeah, uh, no, it's yeah, so. Yeah, it just again puts things in perspective, and you know we're not hanging out. It's Ryan Turk's birthday, I, I believe today it was the, the tenth, and then um, yeah, and then it was Forsberg's birthday, so we had a happy hour and hung out, and 
Yeah, man. It just puts puts things in perspective. But it, it, again, it's not who you know. It's how well you know them. So I put in a couple requests to different people to wrap out with them. And I already have some episodes in the can. They're going to drop every Monday. So um, it's just interesting to have good, cool conversations. And not just about cars, because I might be a car guy, but that's not exclusively what I'm into. I'm into right. Art, art and tattoos and beers and good food and travel and family, as you know, like, you know, it's just all of it, right? You're some of all your totals. Yeah. No, I, I think it's really cool because of the, the, like the, the friend group that you have is like in, in the modern automotive world, like it's probably one of the most eclectic groups of buddies. Like, uh, <laughs> there's, there's like nobody that knows as many people as you do probably. Uh, and if they do, they're probably not interesting to talk to like you would be. So I'm really glad you're, start- <laughs> I'm like super glad you're starting the podcast actually. So. Oh man. I really, really appreciate it. That's I'm, I'm, I'm welling up. I'm blushing like a, like a schoolgirl over here. No, that's, that's really nice of you to say. And, and I, I'm definitely stoked that I can tap my friends and, and, uh, and, and get some chew on the air for a little bit because yeah. I'm genuinely interested. You know, I actually did a podcast the other day for Harley because I worked a lot with Harley in 2019 and looking forward to the virus going away and doing some more content with them um, in 2020. But they tapped me to interview Josh Kirpius. He's actually their photographer. Um, really rad story of him just like wanting to ride motorcycles, learning to ride them at a young age. And then he basically monetized his passion. He works for Harley and he takes dope photos. And he's just like, I just want to be known as a motorcyclist, you know, I just want to be known as a rider and, and it was a really cool conversation. So I got tapped to do that and got to interview him and, um, we know each other in person as I was making trips to Milwaukee, right. but he's been on, he's been a Lana Del Rey uh, music video because he just looked the part and he got to make <laughs> out with her, which is kind of cool. Like if you watch the video, I think it's, a uh, America, um, or American, um, I love Lana Del Rey, the, the musician, that's her dog's name actually. But, um, so, uh, yeah, but but I, I hit up Kerpius and I was like, hey man, I'd love to talk to your boy Momoa. Like, you know, I think we'd hit it off. Like, we can crush some Guinnesses virtually and and wrap out. You know, yeah. So, it, um, it's it's uh, it's a weird friend group that you have. <laughs> as I was saying, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll yeah, get man. There. Uh, how how did you get into uh, like the whole car scene led you to your your current life? Like, how did that start for you? Like, where where did it begin? I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I, you used to be a Honda dork, like I still am. Yep. Uh, uh, I love it. I I still want to build an EK, and EK was kind of my gateway drug into street racing and the and that tuner world. But um, I, I, I I my parents were divorced. I didn't. I saw my dad growing up. I traveled from San Diego because when my parents divorced, I moved to San Diego, um, Poway to be specific, which is North County, San Diego. And um, I grew up in a in a predominant like. Uh, it's white, but there were a lot of Filipino kids too that were racing and street racing in Miramar and, and San Diego. So I grew up with a bunch of Filipino kids. Go kind of fast forward to that. Um, my first car was a 1976 Chrysler Cordoba, but then that would Sick. never start. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. With white Corinthian leather, it would start. It was embarrassment, embarrassment and embarrassing. And um, my grandparents and my mom were like, let's just get them a new car. So I got a Honda, a 96 EK. I got a CX. Okay. And I just got into the tuner world. I wanted an EG, but I'm like, oh, man, I want an EG. And then I got the EK, and that was the hot boy. Right. So, um, you know, put it, it saw many different iterations of my styling vomit from a Wings West uh, Predator or whatever it was called, aggressor body kit that was like the Veil side knockoff right. to yeah, a full MM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And I had um, 17 inch jackknives on it, silver with a blue anodized lip. And I had Man. a single DTM tip. I had the OG like 
spoon, upper deck carbon fiber wing, the SIR wing off the back, um, fully caged, but shaved the handles and had a one-piece MV motoring front end. Shaved the handles, but never had enough money to buy the poppers. So always had to have the window cracked. And then when it rarely rained in San Diego, I I left the keyhole on the trunk. So I had to do like military training to get into my car to to climb through the back. back. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the best racer story I've heard in two years. (laughs) (laughs) But mind you, I lived in San Diego, so it's not like... You could leave the window cracked and it's fine. But yeah, I could never afford the poppers, which is what? A hundred dollars, maybe? Like like come on. Man, you should have you should have just routed the cable somewhere where you could grab onto it or something. But man, that is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So so yeah, my my story's kinda unique just uh just uh, growing up in San Diego in high school, going to street races, bounce around, you know, upper Sorrento, lower Sorrento, firehouse, each street, go up to rainbow, go to wild animal park. These are all quote unquote tracks, which are straightaways right. back in the day. I mean, we lived the fast and furious life before the movie came out. They made the movie about what we quote unquote were doing. Yeah. This right? would have been like what late nineties, something like that. Yeah. I mean, figure it's a 96 civic. So mid, yeah, mid, mid to late nineties. Right. So I, I parlayed my, my passion to that. Um, well, I tried to go to junior college, but I dropped out because I'm a, I had my hooked up Civic. It was silver with blue pearl on it, and <laughs> hooked up, and, and so I didn't want to get door dings. And I was a terrible student. Yeah, do you so, guys see um, this EK, this EK dude? He's got this EK. He ain't got to go to college, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, and I was I was just was a bad student, so I dropped out. Yeah. Um, and then I I, uh, I worked at Group Five Motorsport, which is one of the first. Um, importers of Tomei in the in the country in oh, the really? states. Okay. Yeah, so they brought Tomei in the states, and actually, coincidentally, um, the first time I went to Japan was in '99. I went to Tokyo Auto Salon in 1999. Wow. Um, that was the year that the Top Fuel dude, um, unfortunately, died in that EK, the Top Fuel RR. Remember that EK hatchback? Was that, that the Was um, that the Chop Top one? No, that was the that was Top. Oh, uh, was that? No, not Top Secret. Sorry. Um, was it no the white one? Um, not top secret or was it? The dude died in it. He was okay. in Option Magazine. Um, he crashed out in some trees. So, anyways, oh yeah, I do so- remember that story. That was right when I like bought my first Super Street magazine, right about ninety nine, yeah. two thousand. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember like KG was there, but I didn't really know about drifting. So that kind of like just was buffering for a long time because I was import drag race guy you know what i mean and i didn't have the money but i had all the friends and just and so i worked at the shop and it was awesome and group five gave me a lot of cool of experience and then um i met rodney wills uh, tmr magazine toy machine racing which is a really core culture magazine that i met him um 98 yeah 98 ish and uh i worked at tmr magazine which is a really core culture magazine back in the day it was in your back pocket and then it grew to be a bigger one it was kind of the little brother and then we were kind of sibling like peers um to super street and import tuner and stuff back in the day but i really cut my teeth and thank rodney wills and his wife joanne um for us just working in the garage i was getting paid 800 bucks a month um just doing uh, like selling ads and hanging out and it was great man it was it was i learned some of the best lessons there and coincidentally that's uh concurrently i should say met my now wife that that sema uh 99 
Right. Um, right. She was working for Teneco Automotive, which is there in the Midwest, which is you know not too far from you, um, in uh, in Illinois. And uh, she was doing pit hospitality for Joe Amato. Uh, worked for Dynamax and Rancho. And fast forward now, she's been at uh, Meguiar's Car Care Products for over 15 years. But we met at that SEMA show. Um, so working at that TMR magazine, they we shut down the magazine like 2000. Um, I'm trying to remember the storyline here of me. I think I had to do something and I worked for, uh, did I work for enterprise rent a car? I worked for enterprise at one point and I worked for, um, modifiers or X concepts, the tech deck skateboards, but I worked on the cars. <laughs> okay. So they're the modifiers toys. So I was the authenticity consultant. I worked there for six months. They stuck my brain of knowledge and then they kicked me out the door. Okay. Um, so that was after, that was after <laughs> enterprise. So I worked at, so all things car related, um, and then I worked at Gumball 3000 um, for quite a few years, one year officially, but I put on a, a movie uh, premiere at, at uh, Chinese Theater, the, like the one in Hollywood. Really? Um, Richard, Roll- Richard Rawlings was there, and Joel and Benji Madden, and Ryan Dunn, and, and yeah, I put on this premiere. It was crazy, like back in the day. Like Rawlings wasn't anything back then. He was just an aspiring, wanting to be a famous person, and now he's, now he's blown up beyond you know get you some oh, yeah. of that miller light um, <laughs> yeah yeah he, so, <laughs> he he found his path for sure <laughs> yeah so but i introduced maximilian cooper at the time he was married to uh his then wife julie now he's married to eve yes the rapper eve maximilian <laughs> founded founded gumball but he has four kids with his previous wife but okay. i introduced him to all the action sports people so i brought in bucky lastic carrie hart travis pastrana um and, and uh like mira uh, rest in peace dave mira like yeah. the um, she's somewhere over there. Um, so I brought in the action sports thing. So Tony Hawk. Um, so Tony Hawk is Maximilian's son's cash god parent. His really? god, yeah. So yeah. So Mark to Gumball left that. Um, I was gonna move to Arizona, work for Rockford Fosgate. Um, my wife was working for McGuire. She was gonna leave special events. Anyway, she stayed on. We moved to Arizona. I worked for McGuire's for three years. Concurrently, two thousand four, Ryan Sage and Jim Lau Formula Drift start formula drift because they kind of got screwed by d1gp and the the japanese sanctioning body because they brought it to the states and they're like oh we're gonna do d1 us without you so bye so they started formula drift yeah and they're like hey you're, you're charismatic why don't you try this i was working for speedwell footwear do you remember those shoes that were out for a little bit um they're like driving shoes and fashion so i was working there Speedwell. i don't um, know if i know about those yeah it's pretty <laughs> if you look them up speedwell footwear it's it's kind of a it was it was a flash in the pan there for a little bit but okay. it was owned it was owned by a massive shoe factory right. um in uh, in asia but I, I met some great friends through those years but ryan uh, reached out to me and ryan and jim met when they were working at hot import nights because jim came from the import drag world and ryan came from just kind of more music side of things right so um they're like hey you're charismatic why don't you try it so that was 2004 atlanta round one and sonoma irwindale and texas um at like the houston uh, Texans parking lot, which right. was, that was a blast, man. we we could, again, watching documentaries, we could definitely make a story about parties and dumb stuff. I believe it. So yeah, here we are 17 years later in 2020 and, you know, about to kick off, but you know, and it's just the growth of it's just really impressive. I'm really proud of how drifting has, has allowed me the ability, you know, there's, there's some down years, you know, Oh eight, that was like the, the economic kind of downturn and that yeah. was a really tough year, but now I've just parlayed it thanks to friends such as grid life. And now it's like Red Bull crash dice or monster energy, Jim Connor grid or Harley Davidson or snap on tools has just been a great 
you know, I don't want to call it partner, but a friendship. And, you know, I work with my friends, yeah. and, you know, and it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword where it's like, Oh, I got to tell them I hate, I hate money. I'm really not motivated by money. I'm motivated by experience. So as long as that keeps going and I can monetize my passion and my kids can have, you know, uh, food on their plate. And, you know, obviously I like nice things. So I, I eventually want to have nice things if it's nice shoes or gear or whatever, but yeah, it's nice to like yeah, pay man. your bills. <laughs> Yeah, bills are bills are kind of crucial. Bills yeah. suck. You gotta get those gone, man. Yeah, dude, just, I know. Believe me, believe me. <laughs> yeah, it it uh, like I I love seeing things like uh, like Sam Nelvin, uh, who's a Maximum Driftcast buddy, uh, uh-huh. and been to a bunch of good lives. Like him in the middle. Like you guys have an Airbnb. You're doing something for Snap On, and he's like flying drones in your face and you're like punching drones like it it does look like that video yeah it does look like you kind of have like a fun job life (laughs) yeah it's good but you know management of people right personalities and and how people are conditioned and and the cement is drying we're not getting any younger so you know i I, you know just kind of airing dirty laundry i never get the master bedroom i'm the biggest dude i'm usually the (laughs) oldest and i never get the master bedroom when it's airbnb no so at some point it's again working with your friends and i love i love my people that snap on and and obviously the race service guys or if it's red bull or monster and 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 harley davidson like i said has been great in 2019 i flew out to milwaukee so much um but yeah sam you know yeah great guy scott at snap on you know uh scott's the best he's scott is so cool and his radical is the first car that i ever probably ever rode in at a grid life i rode with him in his radical uh ron blackhawk and that man that that really spoiled me on cars for a while that radical is a good car (laughs) that's a good car yeah Yeah, no that and he got it hopped up more so yeah scott and snap on so he's He's thrown in a new hot rod engine, and he's uh, we call it the rascal. Yeah, no, he's such a good dude. I like Scott a lot. But... Yeah, no, yeah. Scott's been really loyal and uh, just been a great, a great person to work with. Yeah, the uh, I do, I do know about the never getting the master bedroom. Like I've, I've been all around the country <laughs> with with Chris at Grid Life stuff, with partner things at other events, and like unless I'm in the bed with Chris, I never get the master bedroom. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You, you're like the dog, just sleep at the foot of the bed. Yeah, yeah or on the couch or whatever. I, I get that. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, you got to be pliable again with 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 all these things, and and that's why I say like people are like you know like you compliment me, your network of friends, but it's not you know who you know, it's how well you know them, how pliable you are. I'd like to think that in my mind, I think I'm Jack Johnson, but I'm definitely not. I'm the angry like dad sometimes. Right. So it's you know. Um, I don't know who metaphorically musician wise I would be, but uh, maybe maybe a little bit of Lewis Black as a comedian or something like that. You know, like just get on that you know? <laughs> Oh, I get that. I, Lewis Black is hilarious. I love him from the right. Anthony, opening Anthony days. <laughs> right, just like yeah, that's a, you know, just turns red. So yeah. that's that's kind of that's kind of me sometimes. Like I said, I think I'm Jack Johnson and hippie and Nog Champa listening to records, and then I just go full on. You know. Mm-hmm. Peter, not Peter Griffin. My wife chimes in over here. I'd say more Fred Durst. Give me something to break. I don't know. <laughs> you're traveling too many days, though. This is this has got to be nice, man. With uh, with your travel schedule, like that, that would make anybody crabby. But like the last couple yeah. weeks, that's got to be kind of kind of a break, a nice refreshing break, though. Yeah, yeah it's, it's bittersweet as far as uh, as far as not traveling. I, mean, I travel about 120. 130,000 miles a year. Um, so yeah. yeah, but you know, it's, it's a lot of that's international. So 
hopefully make it back to New Zealand. Um, we were to do three drift shifters this year um, with with Mad Mike and Red Bull. Yeah. Um, in a, in a couple of weeks, I was meant to be in, in Denmark. Um, and I don't know if they've announced the other two locations, but everything's sliding over. So eventually it looks like October is going to be a jam packed month full of events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> On it does. Monday, you're going to Denmark Tuesday. You're going to Colorado for Alpine horizon fest Wednesday. You're shooting something at snap on Thursday. You're going to Milwaukee for Harley. You it know, it does like seem like this that... fall is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's again, that silver lining where, right. Right. These company, everybody has perspective on on their own perspective through their lenses and how they're going to manage that. So you know, it's like we got our taxes back and this that, and the other thing. We have to just adjust accordingly and and create that sliding scale. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, yeah. it's you know. So to answer your question as far as travel, it's it's bittersweet because yeah, I can spend time with my kids, but I'm doing school and I think the teachers, man, just I don't know what Tyson's. You know, my just turned six years old, and he had his birthday during the quarantine, so that's unfortunate. My oldest will be 14 in July, right? And I don't know if he's going to survive the quarantine. Not that he's sick, I might just kill him because um, yeah, yeah. Every time I ask him something, he responds with "What? What? Like I don't know what's going on." <laughs> when did uh, when did your six year old turn six? Because my six year old turned six last Tuesday. Okay, March 18th was his birthday. Oh, okay, yeah, so, March March 30th yeah. is is my my little girl's birthday, and she yeah, six years old is busy too. I can't imagine having two, but right, uh, <laughs> yeah. And how how old's your daughter turn? Uh, she just turned six, also. So oh, okay, yeah. uh, that's, oh, that's right. I think we talked about yeah, that. You got one ten years, yep. ten days older than mine, or whatever. So yep, yep, uh, yep. Like, so baby baby death match go. Six years old. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My my kid is tall, but but you're tall also, so you might have a tall kid too. So maybe our kids could. Yeah. It would be it would probably be like a good three rounder at least until Emma got her yeah. her face stuffed in. <laughs> no, I think I think the girl would get sneaky and just like she is do sneaky. Like an eye jab, eye jab or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she and she's yeah she's di- diabolical a little bit. So you never know. It, it yeah. might not be a fight we want to set up. But and you're from the Midwest too. You guys get crafty. Mine's from Arizona, so it'll just like it's always warm there. It's always warm. You don't have to. <laughs> You don't have to be in the snow. You don't have to shovel. Like you know, we got hard people yeah, up here, man. You're built. Yeah, you're built for this. <laughs> That's right. Well, well, I, uh, I, I, I do appreciate you coming on the show, man. We, uh, I, I, th- I think your show is rad, and I, I'm looking forward to it every Monday. Now, it, you said it, you're putting episodes out every Monday. Yeah, every Monday, yeah. every Monday, beer with Jared Deanna because everybody enjoys Roadrunners, and uh, I've, I've already got some episodes in the can, so I'm excited and. Uh, I'll tell you that Bucky Lassick. Uh, so if this comes out Tuesday, Bucky Lassick is the newest episode. So right. he's a very old friend of mine, and everybody tells him that he plays Tony Hawk Pro Skater. They used him playing Tony Hawk Pro Skateboarder. Yeah, and, uh, I did too, and, man. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, and and but I've known him shoot longer. No, yeah, about as much. Uh, no, I've known him longer than I've known my wife. It's so, a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, so we have a good conversation. There's some more. Uh, there's some more people of interest coming in. I already, I already have their interviews, and I'm interviewing musician, a musician on Monday, cool. and that'll be out in a couple of weeks. So some, what, some rad people, man. When, when you put an Instagram post up that you finally launched it, and I was like, oh man, his second guest is Ken Block. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, pre- but uh, you know what? So you know cool, what's cool about that? You're like, damn it. But I appreciate you being like, hey man, so we need you on our show. So right. I, I, I appreciate that. It's well, not no, like I mean a... we've we've got we've got uh, five years of an established like car culture audience, <laughs> and like I want to I want to show our audience like your cool friendships. Like I think that's so cool. Uh, so, uh, uh, 
I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Are we are we done? That was it. Like, I feel like we just we're just getting warmed up. Uh, I we can go as long as you want, man. I there's there's no time limits on Slip Angle Podcast, but I want to be respectful of your time. But if you want to open another beer, I've got sort of a beer down here, so I'm ready to go for a while. But, yeah, what are you drinking? What do you, what do you uh, got? It's definitely not a white claw that I had sitting on the garage uh, counter. <laughs> definitely not. <Yeah. laughs> this isn't the white claw you're looking for. No, this yeah, is, exactly. Yeah, it uh, it's, it's what flavor is it not? Uh, it's, it's it's not raspberry. <laughs> okay, all right. I like not raspberry. No, uh, it's schnozberry. I think, I think I've actually had a white claw. claw with you in Colorado. Oh, yeah. uh, Multiple, yeah. I, and probably probably at Midwest too on the party bullies party adventure. Dude, the party bullies. So let's talk about that for a minute. Like the first party yeah. bullies a couple of years ago, that happened accidentally. Oh. And that was one of the crazier scenes that I've ever been a part of, because uh, my life is uh, my life is like basic Dutch construction worker, and then like <laughs> ten times a year I go to racetracks with Chris, and we have a crazy weird weekend. <laughs> so, uh, so, it got weird, man. It yeah. got real weird. So man. when I see like Vaughn, uh, Vaughn, like uh, elbow dropping and jumping onto random people's like uh, campsites and like wrecking yeah. their tables, and then <laughs> it got real crazy for a couple uh, a couple of years there. But, and, that, uh, and that's the beauty of it, man. Just let people. Uh, that's what grid life. It's I always grid life is right on time. You know, grid life. Then I, I was talking to uh, Katie Osborne. I don't know if you know who she is, but um, she hosts some stuff for Meekum and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I heard GRC that name with her. Yeah, yeah, so she she she's a she's an on air host and stuff, and she's rad. Anyways, we were talking about. Um, she's she used to date Tanner Faust, and we were talking about. Um, GRC back in the day and they want to do something like grid life and grid life came along and just did it. And it's, it's just on time. So it's kind of like when Lincoln park and Jay Z did their mashup, you didn't know you needed to hear that, but it was on time, you know, and some people really hate Lincoln park. And then <laughs> I do. Some not. people I, love them. I loved them. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and some people love or hate Jay Z, but coming together, that was just a unique time. So yeah. when it comes to grid life, that it's that, the hero you didn't know you needed you know and it, and it's just this mash culture and some people come for the music some people come for the cars and for me i'm like yes like when chris and i first met at sema um i was like dude uh, yes I, I saw turk was the first guy to kind of go right. and do it he was kind of the the the, the kind of the, the mad mike to the goodwood festival speed he was kind of the first astronaut to, to land on the moon as far as grid life goes and he and and it looked just awesome so I feel like just the relationship we've all formed at Grid Life and between the drifters and what the culture is, and now it's like sweet, like it, it's got no pun intended traction, you know, and um, it's a little bit loose, like drifting, and it's got all the beats, like the music, and and even linking, you know, getting Killer Mike out there, and I helped, you know, do that through our friend D Map Daryl Map, right. who's in Atlanta, and you know what I mean, like it's perfect timing, man. It, it's great, it's love it. So all that being said. To, to come to an event and be in a safe place, in a safe space. So, Vaughn, let go. Crank some moonshine and elbow drop some tables, you know? Dude, that night, that first party bowl is night. I remember, like, coming back towards the stage area, and it was, like, 2 a.m., and uh, Vaughn is doing a burnout on my buddy Josh. I think who, he's a listener still, Josh Malden's uh, uh, dirt bike. And yeah. Vaughn had the the most doll like like he had like black eyes like a doll's eyes like a shark <laughs> <laughs> like that dude had gone so hard. 
<laughs> There's blood in the water. Yeah, I, he's, I, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Punch him in the nose. That's, yeah, that's it how you was get him insane, off. man. I, I was just like walking through campground with another buddy of mine. And then like Austin and uh, Matt Farah were like, dude, we got something crazy going on. Get on the golf cart. And they're leading. And I looked behind. <laughs> And it was the start of party bullies, yep. and like I'm like, holy uh, yeah. crap! There's six golf carts of Formula Drift guys. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you can't chase the dragon. Like you know, you, you try to. It, it did get duplicated fairly well, but the the problem is, and as you know, and anybody listening to this knows that, that racetracks there's carts. Right. Um, some people do know, and some people don't know that more injuries and deaths happen on golf courts at golf carts at racetracks than actually in cars. Yeah. So that being said, when you combine you know, uh, alcohol and, uh, you know, the free spirit and, and, uh, more people, it's going to happen, you oh, know? Yeah. So, um, I, I do remember, and I, I don't know if you remember this video, I think this was, was this last year Midwest or two years ago with the, the margarita machine where we tried to share margaritas with everybody, but it ended up all over me. I think that was two <laughs> years ago. The first party bullies was three years ago. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, things, things happen in great ways and singing, uh, Sam Nalvin, happy birthday. Um, and that was fun, you know, and we raised, we raised like 150 bucks to go to the DJ to play like Africa. And he played like the (laughs) terrible, like electrono version. I'm like, dude, you stop. Give me that money back. No. All right. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So those, those things are right on time, man. Again, to have that safe place for, you know, the Falcon guys embracing it. Falcon tires is a company, you know, the Hoonigan guys coming out, um, yeah. you know, Pollock, Digero, you know, um, literal coming out with energy and like, uh, I mean, you name it, man, Nick Swan and, and, and Cone and everybody's having a blast, man. It's, it's, it's rad. Dude, the first, I love grid life. The, I love that you love grid life. And I, uh, I th- I'm honored that you come to our stupid party that like, the first, the first, when when Chris wanted to do a second event because we had done our West Michigan Honda meet for like ten years, uh, and that was the event that he and I basically put on with a bunch of buddies uh, from 2004 to 2014. We still do it, but um, then Chris was like, "Hey, I want to do another event. Can you do like more?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess." And uh, yeah. and he didn't know what to call it, but I remember being in the garage the first night. And he was like, I just, I just want to bring like everybody to the same place and like make it a crazy party, and it actually freaking worked. <laughs> so, oh, so good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm glad that you guys all show up. But that that first party bullies was probably, I I remember vividly when it was kind of over. Um, Chris is Chris coming up in the blue tiny van, the little Honda Acti, and he pulls Uh-oh. up to me and he's like, "Dude, what was that?" And I was like. It was crazy, man, but I don't I don't know, but it was crazy. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah. Uh, you were with them? And I was like, Yeah, we we were kind of we were kind of keeping them away from the cops. Like because <laughs> the sheriffs knew me because I had talked to like the head of the sheriff's guy. And so like the sheriffs would come over and I'd be like, No, it's all right, it's all right, it's it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. It yeah, really, unfortunately. It got really wild. Yeah. <laughs> And unfortunately, Atlanta, you know, that, that venue is a little traditional compared to some of the That's the a free great spirit. word for it. That is a great word. Yeah. For it. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to the free spirit of Gingerman, you've built that relationship. It's grown at a at a, at a reasonable rate. So to right. come in at Atlanta and bring in kind of the the, the potential and the, the, the actual product and brand and activation and, and that vibe, it's like, whoa, what's yeah. going on here? So um, not once, but twice, just some some conflict and i've been part of that as well yeah you definitely um, were a part of some of that but we don't need to yeah, get too there was, deep 
<laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm the tallest building in the skyline, so usually I'm going to get attacked, and usually I stick up for my friends. So um, there was just – not usually. I always stick up for my friends, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and there was there was a scenario with, with the stage and just trying to get where we're at, and, and that was that was unfortunate. But, you know, it, it's just communication. It's like anything. It's a relationship. Um, if it's your wife, if it's, you know, somebody you make love to or somebody you hate, you just need to have that conversation, have it out. So um, not once but twice. Twice, you know, at Atlanta, like the year that that big fight was happening, was it the Connor and uh, yeah, there was, uh, remember that went that was, was right Connor. after. So that was a weird night. It was right at we had Ludacris playing, and it was so it was our biggest concert ever. And then we walk down the hill, and there's like a thousand people around some trailer, and the fight's being like shown, and there's there's like booty girls up on the trailer in smoke machines, and it was like this is Race Wars from Fast and Furious. <laughs> It was a yeah, weird night. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, reca- recounting these stories and, and, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's what I enjoy with this. Like I said, I'm, I'm not motivated by money. I'm motivated by experience. And, you know, the, the, the other side of it is my wife thinks I'm just partying all the time. And, you know, sometimes the, sometimes the, the road right. is lonely. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the road is lonely though. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm missing my kid's soccer game or I'm missing just sleeping in my own bed. And I mean, you know, but this is the, this is, you know, the, the life chose me and I choose this life, which is, which is an absolute blessing. You know, I believe in Christ and I believe that, you know, I think it's sweet that I'm absolutely blessed you know like it's it's fucking crazy you know i love god but i cuss a lot um well that does so. <laughs> happen that's what i do too i'm in that same boat but uh. you know and and uh it's it's cool that i do have friends such as ryan sage and jim lau who who kick that off and then it networked into announcing x games and then this person i work at this event and do red bull frozen rush you know which is that that pro four truck race out at sunday river and Maine right. on snow and they're like hey do you you want to try this okay cool so I did that crashed ice event you know and then Jim Connor grid happened because monster you know did this one event and then it spawned into x games and this and that and rally and yeah, GRC busy, man. busy 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 yeah. do, do you uh, do you still enjoy actually calling an event uh, or is that just like is that like f- filling out your TPS reports in the at the office now um, I, I think that when it's exciting it's exciting you know, um, somebody who, uh, you know, just like announcing baseball, you know, all right, ball one. Okay. You know, the batter takes a batter takes a stance, takes a look at it, you know, okay. Stri- strike one. Okay. You know, okay. Ball counts one or one. It's when you get the sensational moments, that's yeah. when you're like, holy cow, that's awesome. You know, I mean, even doing an event like, um, speed ring you know like when that lap track bracket battle bracket bracket, bracket battle whatever it's called yeah those, <laughs> um, those are those yeah. are that's there's a lot happening but when something big happens and the lap record breaks or like yeah the, yeah it that, gets sensational it gets you know it's yeah. it's the it's the you know the, the the giants win the pennant the giants win the pennant it's those moments where right. i mean just it, just for me, like Jonathan Castro, when he drew it, when he was in Florida going against, I think it was, James, I think, I don't even know who was going against right now. I think it was James Dean or Christops or, and it was just like, holy cow, like that. I like Ryan Sage was welling up. It was so amazing. Oh, yeah. Like that's yeah. that you're like, holy cow. That was probably one of the most amazing runs, you know, that, that we've seen. And it was just sensational. So I, Stephanie, my wife, has asked me, you know, years ago, like, do you still enjoy doing it? And I do because I, I really do enjoy the relationships. I miss, I miss the circus atmosphere. So that's 
that's the downside of it right now is, right. you know, and, and I'm getting hit up by people to host this or do that. If it's the blackout garage, zoom video or voiceover for Harley, but tomorrow I'm chiming in on a, on a Forza competition going down, like, you know, so, nice. and I know Corey Hoss, Corey Hosford's doing one with a set of Corsa, but, um, this one is with Andrew Haitley and Brian Eggert, who's a real formage of judge. He's yeah, going to be yeah. a judge. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to hopefully announce that tomorrow. Um, or I am. So, uh, you know, by the time this airs, it'll be over, but <laughs> so got to, got to, got to sharpen the knife a little bit, you know, yeah. stretch the legs. <laughs> I just, uh, I just announced our, our first Forza grid life track battle, like round, uh, we did one at brands hatch. Oh, and we that's had, right. it, like that's, uh, it was, a, it was like learning a whole different skill set because like you can't hear the things and you don't feel the ground moving underneath of you and you don't uh-huh. actually have to like wave the cars out, but you also don't have to send the fire truck ever or the tow truck. <laughs> so, nobody's know, at, uh, yeah nobody ever has to scrub the track when you're playing forza so uh, a, a sneak peek here uh ryan blaney is uh, one of the guys that's going to be on my podcast and i interviewed ryan blaney who currently races for nascar and team penske yeah um and i, I wrapped out with him and he's going to be on my podcast but um, i asked him i said so are you so much better than mine <laughs> Humble brag, right? Right. Yeah, um, man. It's been like Blaney, a name drop every thirty seconds, but it's not like it's not douchey. It's just like Jared's friend's name, <laughs> and I'm just so mad that I'm not Jared sometimes. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, we know each other, and, no, and that's, that's why we're sharing this, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. But Blaney, um, I asked him. So, are you flourishing or are you floundering as far as uh, as the simulator goes? And he says. Definitely floundering, and, that was, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I was, uh, you know, again another sneak peek, but um, or it wasn't even off, it wasn't even on camera, but I was like, "Where are you at?" Or I asked Blaney, I said, "Hey man, can we, can we, uh, you know, Skype or FaceTime or whatever?" And he says, "Well, I can't do it at my house. I don't have a good Wi-Fi." <laughs> so he had to go over to his buddy's house, who coincidentally was Bubba Wallace. You know, Bubba <laughs> Wallace, he races, and and, yeah. and I was FaceTiming him, and, and I was like, "Hey man, uh, what's uh, you know, where are you at?" He's like, "Oh, Bubba's house." And I was like, oh, I know of Bubba. We have some mutual friends, but how's he going? He's like, hey, man, hook up that snap on. I said, oh, now you know me. Now you know who I <laughs> now, am. Yeah, now, now he knows. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's got your name yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, Bubba's like, yeah, hook up that snap on. We'll, we'll talk some more. So, oh, um, But yeah, but my buddy Brian Sherman, who works at, uh, at NB Court, um, he was saying that the indie coverage and the – the, the indie racers are more accustomed to this. You know, those, right. those guys are constantly, if they're at CXC, which I've been to in LA at base 51, they're constantly in simulators and, you right. know, between F1, a lot of open wheel dudes are, are accustomed to being in simulators anyways. Yeah. They're, they're, they're playing whatever, whatever simulator du jour they're playing today, you know, I racing or whatever it be, but they, they do it constantly, you know, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not so much with this, with the roundy round, good old boys. But no, not at all. They're, they're, yeah, it's a different deal. And I, what I do love, and I pointed out to my wife when I watched the most recent NASCAR races, they're outfitting their rooms like their pits, and, and different <laughs> drivers are doing different things. I can't remember who it was, but the, the Geico car, he had like a, a stuffed lizard on his cabinet, and then like he printed off on like just, just printed off and said like, Geico, fifteen percent or less. Like it was like just text on a printed paper taped to the wall <laughs> behind him. But then, but then, like uh, Kyle Busch, who actually does not do well at all in the simulators, he had like a dope setup. He had a step and repeat. He had racks of M and M's, and it was cow. it was brought to you. Yeah, it was brought to you by like Food Mart or something like that. And he had like a paper bag with it. It was all like 
staged. I'm like, holy cow, this is dope. Like, yeah. I was kind of into it. Like, I was into, like, the marketing side of it. I was like, this is so smart. And then I heard that my buddy Brian was saying to IndyCar, Will Power got his comms turned off because he was talking smack to other drivers, so they turned him off. <laughs> yeah, you can actually, <laughs> in, in those races, you can actually talk crap to your friends. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no, it's, so. it's a weird it's a weird month for motorsports but i'm glad everybody's like seemingly like from from our level up to scca up to freaking all the way to imsa to indycar to nascar like everybody's just like well i guess all we can do is like play on play on video games <laughs> so, right no it's, yeah. and again that's that that's that blessing man like i've i've offline messaged some people about different people that are car guys because the for me the the, the the continuity obviously is cars and that's where my most equity is live for for you know lack of a better term but so many different things and did, did you listen to the ken block podcast at all did you listen to the I, whole thing? I started it on the walk home right okay. after i texted you a few minutes ago actually <laughs> okay um well the uh l- listen to the rest of it i think you'll enjoy it um because uh, what i enjoy about it is ken block is a huge art collector he went yeah. to architectural school like you know his background is in business and it, it just he always calls himself a lucky bastard so just these things that happen and i love those stories you know again bucky and i and another episode coming up rutledge wood i wrap out with him and we talk and we and and we ended up talking about like relationships and kids and stuff like we barely talked about cars at yeah. all yeah. and that and that for me is is you know Obviously, it's it's cars are part of what we do, but it's not who we are. No, they're sort you know of. What I mean? and, but they're a gl- they're like the glue between all of our friends, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and I think yep. that 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 like base is the it's that's probably why we have like some of the best friends in my life are made at the racetrack, and like they're the people yeah. that they're the people that are calling me during this podcast, and they're texting me all day, and like. <laughs> Like they're the ones who are checking up on us. Like, hey, uh, everything, everything okay? How's grid life gonna weather this? You, you guys doing all right? Like, how's your mental state? Like every day, every freaking day. And like those are, those are the people that I want to hang out with every day, until oh, until I can't hang out with them anymore. You know, uh, right? So no, yeah, you gotta I'm, have I'm that glue. To yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm trying to support my local businesses of my buddies at restaurants and breweries, which makes it easy because it's consumables. But you know, it is you know it is the artists also too, like tattoo artists and people like that. Like I did get tattooed on St. Patty's Day. My cousin and uh, and his oldest son, uh, I call him my nephew, but we all got tattooed on on St. Patty's Day, which is pretty much we weren't on quarantine on lockdown yet, but. Yeah, I just like want to get in day. there and we, yeah. yeah, it was kind of it was kind of it. That was the last hoorah, man. So, um, but you know, I'm trying to buy some stuff for my wife for for her birthday and support some artists and stuff like that. So, but um, we'll get through this, and uh, you know, just life is different as we know it. And if you didn't change from this, then you're dead inside, man. Because the the <laughs> yeah. level the the level of of grace really needs to happen, and and you see that with some people, and you see it with and you don't see it with some other people. Um, but from from our perspective and my family's perspective is I think there needs to be a level of grace. And like what I keep saying is 9-11 was a singular incident that rocked America, of course, but then the world. But this is worldwide and, right. and everybody's major impact, you know, it happened twice in, on 9-11. And, and now the impact, there's different impacts happening at different times. So everybody's perspective is different, but the level of grace and empathy is going to hit eventually um, when the numbers are just staggering and when it's, it hits really close to home and that's when you're like, Oh crap. You know I mean? Who knows? Like, you know, I, the, 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 
the stats say that we are going to know somebody who's going to pass from this, you know? And even if we don't, like, uh, we know somebody who has been deeply affected financially or whatever, Uh like this is, uh, this affects everybody, uh, small to small to huge. Like it, uh, it's not, it's not going to be a fun party, but, uh, but but we get to party afterwards. So it, it, yeah, we do. Uh, And, and uh, I, I hope, you know, Anybody listen to this, I appreciate, you know, uh, you know, them listening in and, and tuning in and investing in you. It might not be monetary, but it's uh, it's it's emotional, you know, and, it, and it's good. And it's got to be because everybody I was having, again, all these the, the conversations I've had either online or offline. Um, I, 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 I might change when I come out of this. I, I think I'm going to be I'm going to have more pop is, is the thing. I, I just I feel like. I'm tired of thinking of tired of thinking what other people think of me, and it's just like screw it. I can, I need more pop. I'm 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 over this. <laughs> I'm gonna come out wearing more tie dye and be more hippie. I think. I, I kind of sure. know what you mean. Like I'm I, I I'm <laughs> going to my I'm going to my day job, and like we're we're doing stuff that like needs to happen. We're like repairing buildings and everything. But like I have these two companies. I've got this like company that I have passion for, and then this other company that I have to do right now still. Uh, but like, uh, it, it's changing the way that I want to spend my life. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to spend my life more with my kid and with my wife and with my friends. Uh, I don't really want to burn the candle at both ends forever. Like it's really been a big motivation to like okay after after this opens up again like uh i want to make uh, i want to make more memories because i don't know how long you know you never know how long this is gonna last so uh, right and this has been kind of sobering too like it's like well yeah like if i know somebody who dies like i i will wish i spent more time with them you know so yep yep yeah Um, unfortunately my grandpa my grandpa did pass away during this so we're going through that um, unrelated to COVID-19, but my, my grandpa, 95 years old, World, World War II fighter pilot, shot down over Germany, you know, married 76 years as of, uh, you know, February 2020. Uh, my grandma's still uh, 93. She's still alive. But we, we've been coping with that. And it, it, it was his time. You know what I mean? Like he was... The, you know, but it's just, it's, it's handled very differently and it's, 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 it's difficult for some than, than others. And, um, my yeah. dog barks at people when they walk in the, that does the house. So, yeah. so that's, that's Lana Del Rey. She doesn't have the sweet pipes that the musician is really does. She doesn't have some... Is it really Lana Del Rey? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our dog's name is Lana Del Rey. That's we, so we, bad. we, yeah, we adopted her, but she was from this place called Rockstar Rescue in Arizona, in Tempe, and um, they named their dogs after musicians. And um, she was initially named Cindy, and we're like, uh, well, her name's not Cindy. And I wanted to call her Ray because she actually was, she had a huge growth on her face, and she survived the desert like the character Ray in Star Wars. Okay. So, um, yeah. but then a, a triple entendre on that would be that we called her Lana Del Rey because then she's a musician and she's Ray, and she, you know went through the desert so it's, dog, it's pretty rad. So her name I get it lana, lana lana dog ray maybe that's what <laughs> it's it is kind of rat. what kind of dog is it uh she from what we initially thought she we thought she was a mutt but then um uh wolfgang man and beast is a harness and lead leash company right. um and uh can they do the ken block signature ones anyways the 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 founder of the company sent us some uh, collars and leashes, and I'm like, oh, this is our new pup. We love her. She's rad. Her name's Lana Del Rey. We don't know what she is. She's a cool mutt, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's like, hey, look at my dog. I think it's the same breed. looks just like 
your dog, and people tell him, and he thought it was a mutt too, that it's a black mouth cur. So she has like a black, you know, nose, what do you call it, like muzzle, and then like mascara. So it's kind of like a leaner German Shepherd, but medium, medium size. That's a good size dog. Uh, My my dad's got kind of a smaller German Shepherd too, like 50, 60 pounds, and that's a great dog. Yeah, so she can climb a fence like nobody's business. So she has that kind of like crazy military style. So we have like cinder block walls, and and she can get up on top like a freaking cat. Dude. It's crazy. on top of the walls behind your pool. Yes, and stuff? yes. Yeah, it seems uh, that's a dangerous guy. <laughs> and the other, and the, but she doesn't hurt anybody. She's just very protective, and that's exactly so. Yeah, anybody listen to this and wants to hurt me, she will mess you up. Don't, yeah, don't go to Jared's um, house. Man. That dog's gonna get you. She's gonna get you. But. Exactly. Lana Del Rey, she may be sweet, but she'll stab you. Yeah, 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 just like those Canadians. We always like to call the Canadians backstabbers. They're the nicest people in your fa- and then they'll stab you in the back. Sorry, sorry, eh? Did I just kill you, eh? No, I, I know I've got a bunch of Canadian buddies that listen to this, and it's a joke. It's sort of a joke between me and one Canadian buddy. Sorry if the other ones mm-hmm. don't get it. <laughs> anyway, well, I, love, I love how you did the Canadian joke. The, yeah. Sorry if you don't get it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 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 Going to Timmy Ho's. Going yeah. to get myself a. I love that you can get a side dish as a donut. Like, uh, that's like. <laughs> do you want fries with that? No, I'll take the donut. That's, yeah. that's what I want. <laughs> I, I wish they had that at more places, man. That would be like the best side dish at McDonald's. I know their fries are and, good, but like, man, if I get like Krispy Kreme with that burger. <laughs> <laughs> right, a, a good old Bavarian cream filled donut as a side. And question: How is poutine a, a, a Canadian treat? That sounds more American than anything that we Doesn't even it? make. Right? It's, it so, sounds like it came yeah, out of Milwaukee. Okay. It's a Milwaukee. Here we go. Thing. We got totally. We got French fries. We got cheese. And then hold on, wait. We're gonna put gravy on top of it. <laughs> You're welcome. And they're like, actually, uh, qu'est-ce que c'est, uh, uh, parlez-vous uh, français, uh, uh, poutine? It does not <laughs> sound know, like, like anything that came out of Montreal or Ontario. No. 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 Have you have you have you spent much time up Montreal? Have you gone to the, the F1 race or anything up there? Uh, I've never gone to the race, but I've uh, I have gone to a rally in Maine through through French Canada area and gotten lost in the middle of the night. Uh, I think awesome. I think you know him, Matt Matt Johnson, our buddy Magic. Uh, uh, yeah, so you like call him, you call him Rally Matt, and yeah, then now yeah. he's known notoriously among uh, Hoonigan family as Magic. Yeah, Matt. so like in two thousand, what year was it? Two thousand five. Uh, he and I and uh, our buddy Luke, who used to be our lead instructor at Grid Life and Honda Meet, uh, Luke was the co-driver. And then, do you know you know Bill Caswell, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, do you know the guy that was his co-driver in at the WRC Mexico? Ben, Ben, uh, what's his face? He had, he's got one I eye. Don't. We called him One Eye Ben, but One Eye Ben was the other guy on this trip. Uh, was he like in the Goonies movie, like One Eye Ben? Like, see this one? He's this actually got one. I'm he, taking it back. He's got one eye because he he had a bungee strap incident and it snatched his oh, eye. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> But, oh man! Uh, yeah, literally lost an eye to a bungee strap. But uh, so we're we're driving through French Canada, Matt and Luke and Ben and I, and like in this ancient F two fifty, and we are so lost. And I'm like, I'm never coming back here ever again. <laughs> it was like two a.m., four a.m. The ramp fell off the trailer. I fell asleep, I fell asleep in a parking lot just because I needed to stretch out because it was only like an extended cab F two fifty, not a four door. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm laying and, and, and these are the stories you remember and yeah. that's why you got to do this kind of shit like, and, that's and then why that, stuff that was uh, that was the weekend that I met Travis Pastrana underneath a race car <laughs> sick yeah that's so great and and that's what i that's what i love about this this like you even just again putting this all together and those stories and we could go on for days right like days just dumb stuff yeah uh yeah we we actually got through tech at that rally uh it was a it was an eg civic we had an ls swap in it with a type r trans uh (sighs) and so we put we put brand new axle seals in it before we left and they and napa had the wrong part number uh, and so, like you know, when the axle goes into the trans, it was just pissing. Yeah. Flu- it was pissing fluid everywhere. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not a right fit. No, it yeah. was the wrong seals, and like nobody had the right ones. So we had to pass tech, and like tech involves like being a road legal race car or road legal car, right? Uh, and they're like, no, it's leaking too much fluid. So like we pull back into Park Expose, and I like drained all the fluid out of it, and then we ran it through tech. No way. <laughs> we ran it through tech with no fluid, and it's. <laughs> No way. Yeah, and uh, Savage. I'm, I'm underneath of it trying to fix it again in Park Expose, like trying like third the third trans seal. And Travis Pastrana like pokes his head under and he goes, Hey man, what you doing? And I was like, No way. Shit, you're Travis Pastrana. I even know who you are. <laughs> that was before, it was like his third it was like his third or fourth rally race ever. So uh, that's uh, but, awesome. Uh, and my uncle was a big motocross dude, so I knew who he was, but uh yeah, no cars. Cars are the glue, man. They glue me to, to all my friends. So, yeah. um, funny story. Uh, Gumball three thousand. I can't remember what year it was, but I think it was Paris, um, Paris, England. I know we. So it, it, it ended very shortly. I think this is the one that unfortunately a death happened on the road and they canceled the rally. Oh, jeez. Because um, I got stuck in Bratislava. Um, I don't even know where that is. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't remember either. Um, but but I will tell you that a, a funny incident that happened, and it just came to my mind about the stories that you you remember. You know, I mean, I, I do remember driving a Ferrari 550 Marinello across Italy, going 170 plus uh, for sure. Um, but a good a good one was we were in the channel. So when you take, do you know what the channel is? It's the yeah. it's the train that goes under the water that goes from you France, know England, from yeah. France. Yeah, France, England. So um, I'm with my buddy Fly. Fly is a founding uh, photographer for Max Power magazines for oh, all you, okay. Uh, okay. all you, all you nerds. So Fly was is is a great friend of mine. I've known him for multiple years, and um, we were in a Range Rover, like a like just a Range Rover SUV. Is Gumball 3000 just started? They kicked it off late, and uh, you know we leave in the night in the channel. And we, we pull on, and uh, we're hanging out. You get in the channel. It's like a very short ride, but you can get out of your car. You pull your car. It's a double-decker. You get out, kind of hanging out, you know, shooting the shit. And basically, um, we're, we're going to get off of this thing. And um, there was a there was a, a, a giant black male genitalia suction cup to uh, <laughs> multiple different cars. And it ends up in our car when we're when – we're, getting off of this channel on the train well this massive unit ends up in my lap it's like a two and a half it's like a two foot thing oh my it's gosh. massive yeah it's huge and we're i'm driving off the channel in the train and it ends up in my lap i'm like oh snap oh and i boof, and we in the train the the walls are straight until there's like bathrooms and it juts out boom i hit it I'm like oh what the i hit this like little jutting out little wall portion yeah. well can't really check it out we pull off we get out out, out of the channel get kind of off of the uh, out of the train look and we're like everything looks good like 
everything's fine. We go to drive, and it's like 11 o'clock at night. We're going in around a roundabout, like, you know, kind of a, a, a you know, cloverleaf kind of turn. And it's like, <laughs> and like, like park. And it, the wheel hit the wall and broke the suspension. Oh, no. So it's, it's like 10, 11 at night. And um, we're now in France. And uh, we uh, were, were stranded. So the car has stickers all over, but it was like a factory OEM car. So we pulled all the stickers off and basically sent it to warranty. And then I scumballed the rest. Of, like, I'm in the back of a van with a bunch of people on Nürburgring, oh, like geez. going on Gumball the rest of the trip and do this and get in this car. I rode with these psychos in this um, supercharged Mercedes Benz, like E 55 back in the day. It was yeah. like some ridiculous, they, they popped a tire. Like I was the bad luck, dude. I was like the black cloud over yes. everybody's stuff. You scumball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was scumballed it, dude. And yeah, it was crazy. That's so wild. that's, that's yeah. Uh, that was, you, that was you, a story that came to my mind, which I haven't thought about in years. So you, I just had to bring just it up. reminded so. me of a story of at mid Ohio grid life two years ago or three years ago. Uh, I'm in grid and I see my buddy's Honda fit go by. It's a K swap fit. Uh, and he, pu- he pulls out. A- I'm like the la- I'm, I'm just checking cars in grid, just doing my job. Right. And, uh, and he pulls past me and I'm like, what is on the back window of that thing? And it's a freaking like 12 inch black dildo with a suction cup. <laughs> Male genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Chippe. And uh, and I'm like, and it it keeps going, and uh, a group of car buddies. The the dildo keeps going? No, the car with the dildo. (laughs) With with said hammer. And yeah, with with the with the unit, and uh, and it rolls out onto grid, and I'm like, oh geez, that thing better. <laughs> and I look that over. That is not tech. That is not passive tech. That is, that is active arrow. Yeah, I know, that is an right? Active arrow unit on the back. It's totally, <laughs> totally not in the bounds of the track battle rule set, right? Me and Abe have not put that into the rule set. And uh, mm-hmm. and, and I I look over and my buddies down down grid. It's some of the Ramblers, which is a car group from Chicago that I'm a part yep. of. And uh, and and one of them is our lead photographer, Sullivan, Chris Sullivan, and he's laughing yep. his ass off. <laughs> And, and he had just freaking like p- kerplunked that thing on the back window, right? And uh, it, it goes by us uh, about two minutes later on its on its on, on Asher's uh, warm up lap, and the, the dildo's just going wank bonk bonk like back and forth. And that and then uh, third or second lap going by us, it's not there anymore. And I'm like, oh jeez. Oh. And then every every single time, the Mid Ohio track staff had to like go out for debris on the racetrack for the next like. So for the next like tw- six hours, it was like early in the morning. I'm like, oh shit, that better not be a fucking dildo. <laughs> it's like a, it's like the wacky wavel inflated crazy arm guy, like Dude, on the back of the on the back of the fit. I was gonna be so pissed if we had to like scrub somebody's session because one of the ramblers dropped a dildo on the racetrack. <laughs> yeah, major oil spill. Wait, that's not oil. Oh, that's that a yeah, huge it's a black hammer. <laughs> So yeah, for about five was it or six. Black or was it flesh color? Traditionally, uh, they're like black. No, it was, was like it, it, it was like purpley black. It was like dangerous. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was dangerously black. <laughs> so it was it was the it was literally the eggplant emoji. Oh yeah, suction cups on the back. Exactly, and so, yeah, for like the rest of the day until we could like do a track walk. It never got found ever again. But uh, oh. uh, we had probably four or five like uh, debris calls. Like, and I'm on the track yeah. radio, and they're like, "Oh, we got debris in five. We're gonna have to send a truck after this session." I'm like, "Okay, good. At least the session's gonna happen before they find the dildo." 
<laughs> um, you might want to check Austin's luggage. I think Austin actually sneaked it. Yeah, he he keistered it home. He might have stole it. You never know. He's probably he's probably it's probably his favorite thing, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, love, love you, Austin. Yeah. No, we're, well, we're into this thing for a while. I got to go make dinner for the kid. So uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the time, buddy. Uh, hopefully, we can do this again sometime. Maybe in real life while we're maybe yeah. while, maybe we're on the back of a golf cart or something this time. Uh. So. Yep, looking forward to it. Thank you for your time, man. Yeah, check it out. Beer with Jared Deanda because everybody enjoys Roadrunners. Uh, available on all platforms uh, yeah. where you find podcasts. If not, then look somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, uh, <laughs> just download some different aggregator if you can't find it. Right? <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, good luck with uh, with event season, and I appreciate the, the time, buddy. So. Right on, brother. Hopefully, you make up some sweet uh, gumbo or something for your daughter. Uh, well, I'm not making gumbo. That's Abe. That's an Abe thing. I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna microwave a hot dog. It's gonna be. It's gonna be real shambles over here. So. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Later, All right, brother. Love you. you. Thank you so much. See you, Peace. Well, that was fun. All right, everybody. We appreciate the time uh, and uh, check out tracktune.com. Uh, and uh, we appreciate all the support of our Patreons. Uh, you guys are the best. You girls are the best. And I hope you guys have the best Tuesday or whatever day it is. Uh, that was fun. Uh, have a good afternoon. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife and say hello. 